0: Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of The Hard Talk with Reception, that show where we delve a little deep and try to understand the sentiments surrounding business owners in the hospitality industry. Today, we're speaking with Mr. Don Thomas. Uh, He is at the head of some of Bangalore's most popular entertainment brands, such as Out, Rice's Obliquity, and VRO Hospitality. And as the head of VRO Hospitality, he is also the owner and operator of Bangalore's most uh, popular pubs and restaurants such as Hangover, Badmarsh Lounge and Nevermind. Don has spent his career in curating personalized uh, nightlife experiences for the young metropolitan crowd that is in our very own Bangalore city. So with no further ado, here's Don. How's it going?
1: Uh, Not too bad. How are you?
0: I'm all right, Don. I mean, uh, the indoors uh, are certainly worse than the outdoors, how much I can tell you. <laughs> but what to do? I mean, I think everyone just needs to sort of comply and, uh, you know, stay put. How's the how's everything going bad,
1: with you? Uh, not too bad. I mean, we were working till the lockdown. I mean, mm-hmm. We were trying to improvise. We were trying to think of, you know, new things to do. We had a lot of things planned. But a right. lot of unexpected... Turn of events. I mean, the way Bangalore was, I think three weeks back, nobody would have expected the position we are in today. Absolutely. So we were actually, I think June, we were all ready to, you know, open all our restaurants. I see. Okay. Suddenly this happened. Right, right, right. Yeah. Actually, the government actually kinda hinted, you know, to get ready. Right. And we had our renewals, we had our license renewals all done. We were just waiting to open and then suddenly. You know, things to up. Yeah, break. that sucks. I mean, I mean I I think I think it's necessary. I mean, it doesn't make sense right now, you know? Sure, sure. We'll probably have to wait it out and see. Sure. So Don, I want to sort
0: of get right into it. I do have, uh, you know, a bunch of questions that I've kind of curated for this uh, uh, for this quick chat. So first and foremost, Don, I want to open uh, this conversation by asking you how you are. How are you as a as an individual business owner uh, at the head of all of these businesses? Of course, that uh, that puts you in a position of great responsibility. So how how are you? How have you been handling this? How has this entire situation been uh, treating you as such?
1: Uh, I think this the whole drama started sometime in March. I think uh, mm-hmm. every business owner goes through three phases uh the first is denial yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. the second is probably you know you're you're completely down you don't know what to do and then mm-hmm. the third is uh you know acceptance and kind of trying to move on so when this whole thing happened in march i mean it was still very unclear as to you know what what would happen the initially we thought okay a couple of months and then we should be fine even taking a hit as a business owner for a couple of months was it, it is tough Especially, we have. Wait, yeah. Yeah, I think we have close to about 350 people working for us in, uh, right. you know, across all our restaurants and it was tough. And uh, as things, uh, as time progressed, uh, we kind of learned how, I mean, we, we, we understood the seriousness of, of the situation.
0: Yeah. We knew this,
1: this is something which was there to stay. So that's yeah. when we... Uh, had to take a lot of like every business owner has had to take very very hard calls like calls which which which, you know which you didn't necessarily want you know like to take or would have never taken in different circumstances but everyone had to kind of uh, accept things and take those calls and every month it's it's a it's 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 a new challenge every month i mean you don't know uh, we were planning to start something last month and then suddenly the lockdown unexpectedly happened last week so yeah, yeah uh, it's i mean it's it's very important that we stay positive i mean absolutely uh, a lot of people i can see are you know very very demotivated by this so it's something that yeah. we have to accept and something which we yeah. have to live in so i think that is how uh, that's how our attitude is towards this yeah moment.
0: see i'm glad you bring up the uh, the point of uh, you know uh, the real, importance and need to stay positive. And, and I completely agree with you uh, in terms of the way you broke it down, that there are three phases that the business owners go through. Number one, being denial. Hey, nothing's wrong. I mean, this is going to, you know, get over in a week. So yeah. we will continue to do whatever we're doing as we have been doing it all this while. And uh, second is, you know, you sort of, uh, you are in that sort of down mode and you're just like, hey, what's going on? And, you know, I, uh, my plans are not working out. And I think that, uh, you know, based on what you said, I think the, uh, the focus should be on point three, wherein you've understood it, you've analyzed it, you know that it's a it's a bad scene, but then there's no point sitting and wallowing about it. So what can we do? And I think that having positivity as a mindset is a great sort of catalyst to actually, uh, you know, pull out your socks and try to figure out, uh, what to do and what next and how uh, you know how to innovate. So that's great, and I'm yeah. I'm glad that we've sort of struck that chord in the beginning of the conversation itself. You know, yeah. so uh, what is your take on the state of the current? Uh, I mean, the state of the industry uh, overall, Don, at this point of time.
1: Uh, I think hospitality, along with tourism, are probably the worst affected industries. Absolutely, um, yeah. and. Initially, it came to a complete halt. Now, I think with small restrictions, people have actually—I mean—we uh, are allowed to open with a lot of restrictions. Uh, yeah, and it really didn't make sense. I think a lot of restaurants opened during this time, and the government allowed them to. And I—I didn't see—I didn't see a lot of people coming out. So yeah. right now, uh, I—I'd say the situation is pretty bad. But uh, you know, it—it it, it can't rain forever. I mean, it, it, it is going to get better. Absolutely. So right now, I think what uh, what I know what I've noticed in Bangalore is probably the the stronger, the bigger chains, like the more experienced people who who've been in this industry for some time. Yeah, uh, they they're making they're taking the right calls. They they're taking good decisions. I think they're uh, they they're doing what they have to to sustain for the next couple of months. Uh, mm-hmm. people who are a little more inexperienced in this industry are kind of, uh, you know, most of the I, I'd say about 45% of the restaurants which in Bangalore are going to shut down or have shut right. down. So, right. And those are mostly people who have just started, you know, uh, started new restaurants and who, yeah. who, who aren't too, you know, experienced in this field. Sure. So it's, like I said, it's it's all about the mindset. It's about going through this time. I mean, restaurant industry is the worst affected industries yeah. uh, I, it's it's a matter of time i think we will we will eventually bounce back so i'm just true, yeah. people are just whole whoever can hold up through this tough times it's it's going to be a couple of months uh, or sure. even more than a couple of months but yeah, yeah I, think, I, I think, think that's, that may be a little yeah. bit of a harsh reality that it
0: may not just be a couple of months it could be more and i mean of course i mean uh, you know going further into the conversation we will try to uncover you know what can be done in this time also you know so yeah. uh based on this one uh, you said this interesting thing that you know some of the bigger players some of the most ex- more experienced guys uh are number one still in the game uh, and number two are, are taking the right decisions right so uh do you think that this is a test to uh, just experience but also the fact that a lot of you know, especially if they're big chains, right? They do come with, uh, you know, they do come with VC money. They do have deeper pockets as well. So do you see, uh, you know, do you see something like finance and experience and more so finance being, uh, you know, a strong indicator of whether, uh, you know, survival can happen or not?
1: Yeah, I think money does play a big role. I mean, uh, there are a lot of factors which you have to, you know, account when, when your business shuts down. One is, Say your landlord, I think your main. I, it's easy to break it down. Your landlords, your vendors, and your mm, staff. Yeah. So, I mean, it has to be a balance of both. I mean, it's just because you have a lot of money doesn't mean you can just pay, pay your of rent, course. pay your salaries, pay this thing. It's all about balance. So, it's, or, I think what the most more experienced people have done. I think you said money. Uh, if you had to uh, kind of weigh in money and experience, I'd say experience comes first. Because it's all about how you handle your landlords. It's all about how you, you know, uh, take the decision with your staff, explain to your staff what is happening. And, you know, they, yeah. they do understand. Same goes Absolutely. with landlords. I mean, it's 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 something which is, I mean, it's affected us most, but it's affected the whole world. So Absolutely. people are being understanding. Uh, I think the first month of the lockdown kind of went in negotiating with, all, with, with landlords and uh, with your staff, with your vendors and stuff like that uh and it's it's all about reassuring them uh that you know things will go back to normal and after that you know life will be the same again so just for this particular period uh i I, i'll tell you what i told my landlord like i'm gonna be there with you for the next six years i just need you to be there with me for the next six months so i think uh, people have been understanding and Mm -hmm. uh I think if you if if uh, if you strike that balance between finance and your experience, I think you can get through this time.
0: That's great. I mean, experience being a driving factor of whether I have money or not. If I'm experienced, I know, yeah. how, to uh, I know yeah. how to use it. I know how to use it. I know when to use it, and I know what kind of language I need to speak with uh, the people that are part of the ecosystem. That's great. So, yeah. Don, I just wanted to ask you, how are you managing to be functional today? With, uh, you know, Hangover, marsh and uh, never mind in terms of just capacity and cost cutting and things like
1: that. See, we didn't open. Uh, I think the government gave us the option to open, uh, you know, with know. a lot of restrictions. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, stop. Uh, you need to shut your restaurant at 8 o'clock. You're not allowed to serve liquor. And yeah. uh, more so, so my brands being a little more bar oriented rather than, you know, dining. So that's why we took a collective call that it didn't really make sense opening. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think that was the right call we took. I, I, sure, uh, sure. The people who opened as well, at least the bars which opened. I think the uh, your brands which were a little more uh, restaurant oriented did decently well for some mm-hmm. time. Uh, mm-hmm. But the bars which opened didn't do too well. So sure. I, I think it's, for us, It instead of piling up our uh, overheads on, you know, then over what it already is, we thought mm-hmm. it's better to, you know, take a call to just uh, keep our costs as low as possible. Just sustain right. over the next couple of months and uh, see how it goes. I mean, we right. we kind of budgeted what our, you know, what our expenses is after negotiating after uh, all our dialogues with all our vendors, uh, mm-hmm. staff, and uh, uh, and the landlords. We kind of figured out a budget which 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 is required to kind of sustain over the next couple of months. Right. And it makes sense for us to open only once things get better. Sure. So, I
0: mean, uh, just to, I mean, this, you've probably already answered this, but you didn't uh, sell liquor and beer and things like that. When uh, I remember that there was a point of time where the government said that, Hey, if you are a bar or if you are a pub, you can sell, uh, you know, full bottles of liquor at MRP and things like that. I'm assuming that you guys did not take that option.
1: Uh, it didn't make any sense. I mean, I think the government did this to help with cash flow. I mean, nothing else. Yeah. Uh, but for us, I mean, the price which we pay up, pay the KSBSL, I mean, the, what we pick up from the KSBSL, if we pass it on to this customer, I mean, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, and yeah, at that yeah. time, luckily, we didn't have uh, large uh, cash expenses at that time. So right. our cash flow was uh, relatively okay. So we decided not to do that. All right, great, cool.
0: So, uh, what kind of major challenges do you foresee going forward in regards to the physical venues itself? Obviously, uh, you know, customers need to actually touch things once they're there and those kind of things, you know, with regards to your staff and uh, just in-venue safety overall. Uh,
1: Like I said, when we started the conversation, I mean, we were mentally prepared to open in June and uh, uh, there were a lot of you know, we had to adapt quite a bit. So in terms of sanitization, in terms of contactless dining, I think uh, the number of companies which suddenly popped up offering uh, contactless (laughs) dining was, was, uh, I I think we were approached by more than 15 or 20 companies. uh, And uh, in in fact, our own POS system, it's never, you know, they kind of improvised the POS system, which we used kind of improvised and Started their own contactless dining experience, so we right. got everything ready uh, in terms of uh, you know spacing our tables, in terms of sanitizing yeah. our place, in terms of, fuming, uh, in terms of you know We actually uh, put CCTV's in our kitchen and decided to stream our uh, the kitchen to you know make the customers feel feel a lot better. Yeah. Uh, but looking at the way things are going, I, I'd say we are peaking right now in Bangalore. Yeah. Uh, it. And what everybody says and what uh, what we've noticed all around the world, it has to go up to come down. So the next couple of months is going to be, I, I don't see anything opening up uh, for the next, say, two to three months. And then probably yeah. when, when the cases start coming down is when people would feel a little uh, more comfortable. And that's when contactless dining and, uh, you know, the, the sanitization, how yeah. safe you make the place. And what I've noticed is... Uh, and what what a lot of these third party people have said is, uh, and they did a survey. A lot of these big, uh, your big uh, uh, third party F&B apps did the survey, and they actually customers said that they feel comfortable uh, going to two places, to places mm-hmm. which are slightly bigger, okay, which have a lot more space, yeah. and uh, comfortable with people with brands that they uh, that they know, like you know yeah. the established uh, brands. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, that probably is going to be what the uh, customer's mindset is. I mean, I completely agree with uh, Absolutely. what you're so,
0: so, I mean, yeah, yeah. so going, uh, you know, uh, going on that sort of thought process, I think that what you're trying to say is that uh, the relationship between a customer uh, or rather the pre-existing relationship between a brand and a customer is so paramount today, you know, it's so important wherein, that established trust is already there, and therefore they don't mind, you know, even even if it is some, you know, going far so far to say take a risk and come there. They're okay to do it so long as it's a brand that they already know, and and it's uh, and like you said, if it's a nice spacious place, they know that that brand has the capacity to make sure that the place is safe uh, for them to dine in as well. Yeah,
1: that's
0: great. That's great. So uh, has, I mean, I think you've sort of already answered this, but, you know, just to dive a little deeper in that. Has your support system been uh, considered during this time? I'm talking about your landlords, your vendors, your staff, uh, and all of that. And, and how challenging was it
1: for you to actually break this, uh, you know, news to them? See, uh, I, I think uh, the main... Uh, obstacle which we faced is our other landlords i mean yeah. with regard- yeah. I'll, I'll i'll go s- step by step so first staff, yeah. uh, we had to take a lot of hard calls where we had to let go of a lot of uh, service stuff i mean we kept yeah. them on board for a couple of for the first month and then 45 days and then we saw that you know this is this wasn't going anywhere and most mm-hmm. most of our employees are not from uh, not not from the state they're all immigrants yeah. so once uh, more like 80% of them left even without telling us i mean they just they uh, were scared for their lives yeah uh, and but the higher staff also i mean we just we kept back who we thought were required because we didn't see anything opening up for the for at least six to seven months and we're mm-hmm. i think on in our fourth month right now so with regards to staff they were understanding uh they weren't uh they didn't complain too much they understood the situation yeah. Yeah. uh try, we tried to help them as much as possible we uh whoever couldn't go back, they were left in our staff uh, staff quarters. We mm-hmm. took care of their food and other other things. Yeah. Uh, so staff was not too hard to handle, but it was very, you know, people who worked with you for years, I know, uh, seeing them, yeah, yeah, seeing them go was, was very, very hard. Uh, yeah. Vendors were also pretty understanding. Uh, we struck a chord with them. I mean, uh, vendor payments go on cycle. So what happened was that Particular forty-five day cycle got missed, so we didn't have yeah. a lot of uh, you know problem with vendors. Landlords is where you know it got tricky. Yeah, uh, but I, I think like the landlords went through the same three phases. They went through denial, yeah. and, then, and then they finally had to accept it. You know, yeah. So they yeah. they knew that they wouldn't be getting any any new business for a long time. So uh, a lot of people, I think we stuck to one particular. Uh, formula for all the landlords, which, which mm-hmm. they kind of agreed on. And uh, yeah, I think they're just waiting for, uh, they're waiting for this to go. I mean, they're waiting as yeah. eagerly as us. <laughs> they yeah, yeah, to, uh, yeah. I think, I mean, everyone's pretty much on the
0: scene. I think everyone, irrespective of whether you're a business owner or a worker, doesn't matter. Like no one likes coronavirus. No one wants this yeah. around anymore. Everyone's eager to get out of it. And with regards yeah. to your landlord, I completely agree. I think that, you know, once they've re- reached that, acceptance stage for them it's like yeah. it's, it's they can literally see that you know the shutters are down i mean i don't think yeah. it's uh, realistic of them also to uh, you know yeah. expect any sort of returns from that after one point you know especially once yeah. the yeah. acceptance phase uh, has has come in right so yeah. uh, w- w- what kind of ripple effect do you see don i mean right now we have today's situation but of course all of this it's like a butterfly effect you know whatever is happening today is going to have like a direct effect of what's what the situation is going to be tomorrow what do you think the ripple effect of this uh, this thing is
1: going to be i think the market share in fnb is going to be much 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 uh, smaller i think we mm-hmm. saw a lot of new places opening in 18 uh, from 2018 to 2020 like there was a new it became it became uh, you know it, be, it became something cool to do yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that kind of uh, that kind of diverted the market so i what i prefer what i predict is say about 40 to 50 percent of uh places are going to shut at least the people mm-hmm. who did this as a side hobby who didn't yeah. really uh, you know depend on this too much they wouldn't take this headache i think once this whole thing passes off i think uh they would the circle of F and B is going to be much 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 smaller, mm. and uh, I think you you're going to have only the quality and the really good brands which yeah. uh, which you know yeah. which, which stand out, uh, in probably a, probably in twenty twenty one. I think that
0: you know on that note it would be safe to say that hospitality itself, uh, you know once all of this is blown over is going to be much more curated and you're going to have like actual experienced players. Uh, you know, delivering these kind of experiences is not going to be yeah. this one-off things because. So I live in Indranagar, right? And and uh, you know, uh, as as person who owns hang Hangover in Indranagar, also I agree with you. You know, you have so many new restaurants just sort of popping up, and they they disappear within the year. You yeah. Know? And I think a lot of that is attested to the fact that a lot of these are secondary businesses for people. They work somewhere, they made a lot of money. It is a glamorous thing to open
1: up yeah, your It's a yeah, glamorous line of work. Exactly, right? So And you have beautiful ambience
0: and, you know, people go there and, wow, this guy owns this place and things like that. I think that what you're saying is right. Uh, that's not going to, you know, happen very much uh, in the future as such. That's yeah, great. Yeah. So, Don, with, with the industry itself now, be it, uh, you know, experienced players or, you know, one-off players as well, what kind of support do you think the industry could use now? And when I say support, it comes from the entire ecosystem. could be your customers. It could be, again, your landlords and vendors. Probably even, you know, what sort of government support? What kind of support do you think would actually make things a lot better now?
1: Yeah. Every, every time uh, the finance minister went live, like, I, I know every... <laughs> I, I saw the restaurant group saying that, okay, fine. Today, yeah. there, there's going to be something announced. There's going to be something announced. But... I, nothing i mean there was zero support from yeah, the um, government i mean yeah. i i wouldn't blame them as well i mean they i mean restaurants and bars being a cliche in india is going was one of the you know i, I didn't expect much much from the government but if i had to say expect something from the government it would be it would be a little more support in terms of taxes uh, right. right right now the biggest problem in fnb is uh, the gst which we charge customers isn't claimable so we don't get input gst uh, mm-hmm. and we're paying gst just out of our pocket so say right. uh, coll- collectively about eight six six percent of your uh, any, any other business like i have my event business gst doesn't matter too much to us because we yeah. it's an input and output system so right, yeah. we were really playing i mean i think every restaurant owner was praying for that particular you know that particular law to be tweaked a little Mm-hmm. uh but we didn't expect we didn't get anything in return uh, apart from that i think a lot of uh, lot of fnb outlets are on you know have taken loans from banks uh, yeah we expected some you know waiver of in i mean uh dedu- reduction of interest yeah. waiver yeah. and you know this moratorium. i mean we didn't get anything in specific from from the government so Probably that. I mean, we could. We would have been very happy if we got something. Yeah. Apart from that, customers. I. I like I said. I just want everyone to be positive. I mean, it's it's yeah. now, but it's not going to rain forever. Yeah. yeah. And uh, landlords. I mean, it tweets their own. Like he, the problem with landlords, it's 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 not a umbrella. You know, it's it's yeah. individual to its own. Right. So, few mm-hmm. are understanding. Few are not. But uh, to the to those who are not. I really hope that you, you know, I really hope you understand the situation better. And yeah. you know, we're here to support you. We're there with you. But as long as you stay with us for this particular amount of time,
0: absolutely. I think that right now it's it's very important to make sure that you know it's it's everyone's on the same board. If if I'm suffering, I know that the guy who's taken up my space, my tenant is also suffering. And uh, you know, if customers are unable to go out, they they also need to understand that. You know, the businesses, it's not like they're shut down on purpose or it's their own. Yeah, I mean, the whole, uh, I I think that one good thing is that everybody understands that this is like an unprecedented situation. So uh, expectations just cannot be there. You know, you can't have, uh, you can't have like flat expectations anymore. And I think that uh, empathy is very, very important. Empathy. And uh, in terms of brand to consumer relationships, positivity is uh, extremely important, like you said. Um, yeah. You know, I think it's important that uh, consumers rest assured that all these brands will be back to deliver experiences, to deliver service uh, soon as yeah. right? That's great. Uh, what, what, are, what are you focusing on now, Don, since seeing it that, you know, Dine-In has been impacted? I do know that Stepanard is doing a couple of things, but apart from that, is there anything that else that uh, you and your team are looking into?
1: Uh, in terms of hospitality, I think we've started a few cloud kitchen brands. Uh, which are kind of unique to the market. We kind of took uh, the first two months to kind of research and, find, you know, there's cloud kit. like I said, there's cloud kitchen brands now open yeah. up everywhere. So we wanted to yeah. kind of, uh, we can, we wanted to curate a very different type of kitchen. So, and we, since we already have the infrastructure in place, uh, we are launching a couple of cloud kitchens in the next coming week. Right. Uh, apart from that, uh, in terms of innovations, we we were looking at you know other like-minded people, like like-minded chains for mergers, for right. you know to support each other to see how things could work that way. Uh, I think yeah, that's probably what we were doing. And apart from that, I think this whole lockdown and shutting of restaurants gave us uh, time to like look back and you know you know see what mistakes we were doing wrong. Yeah. And we had a chance to kind of. Uh, all the bars like we have five bars which we own right now and yeah. everything came by chance uh, see, yeah. one two three four five i mean it just we, there was no structured growth to it got got right, right. Got so right. after having five places we kind of uh, restructured our entire organization right we yeah. saw how we could cut costs make a central team hmm. uh centralized purchases centralized uh Marketing, centralize all the things which which which, which should have been done, yeah. but we didn't have a chance to do because you know business was up and running. Of course. So I think that way the lockdown really helped us. You know, uh, look back and kind of structure our entire organization much much better, and you know uh, put the pathway for for growth in the future. That's
0: great. I mean, that's uh, that's definitely uh, you know looking at the silver lining. Uh, you know, uh, in terms of, hey, I'm at home now, I have so much time to think. And of course, there are a lot of things to think about. And, and it's great to know that, uh, you know, um, uh, I'm sure just like you, several other businesses, probably people who are watching this also, uh, you know, have these kind of insights and have uh, sort of taken a step back. Just look at the big picture and see where else and what these gaps are and how to fill them. Uh, So, Don, I just want to take one or two questions from the comments section. I mean, I think a lot of people are uh, trying to ask a couple of questions. So we have Karan Karan Bora who is asking, seeing it that you predict that, you know, 40 to 50% of established restaurants are already going to shut down. Do you think that this is actually going to sort of pave the way for new entrants? Do you think that there are going to be new people coming in and, uh, you know, trying to capture this
1: dearth, so to speak? Uh, Not immediately, but yeah, in the future, definitely. I think uh, a couple of months down the line, uh, as we, like just before the lockdown, I think we had four projects which were, you know, in civil phase, which were Mm -hmm. coming up and four really big projects. And uh, if, if we weren't confident, we would have dropped it immediately, but we decided to kind of go ahead with it, uh, seek more time from the landlords and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it, I, I, I really think it's a it's an opportunity for you know new players to come in. Uh, now you have the time. I mean, you have a lo- lot of people just yeah. open restaurants without uh, you know just looking just go, yeah, you know, yeah. just care- taking it as it goes. I think yeah. a lot of people have time now. I mean, I'm looking forward to like new brands coming in, and I, I'm lo- really looking forward to the established brands stepping up as well. That's great. I mean,
0: Right, right. Just want to take another one from the comment section. So, what kind of innovation do you see? Foresee, sorry, do you foresee coming out of this? You know, like such uh, such as taking away of uh, alcoholic beverages. Uh, I know that some brands are actually giving away, you know, just marinades and, and raw meat and, and like a recipe chart where you know you go home and cook and things like that. Do you one see more innovation on these lines happening, and two, do you think that these innovations will continue even once? Uh,
1: things come back to normal. See, from what I know, I mean, running the scale of business we do, I, these these small things wouldn't really, I mean, you know, contribute too much to your uh, final PNL. It's something oh, which yeah. you like. We did something like this. It, it's something which we do more so to kind of engage our audience to let yeah. them know that we're still here. Uh, the revenue is is almost nil. So what we did in terms of innovation is uh, we were. I think sometime in June or the end of May, we kind of curated experiences for people at home. So with our mm-hmm. brand, never mind. If you yeah. wanted a date, uh, if you wanted to have a date at home, we yeah. you know, we'd curate a three course meal. We oh, would, okay. uh, you know, we would send our butler uh, right. Uh, right. to come give you that experience of, we'd send our tableware, we'd send our mats, we'd send our uh, tablecloth. And we'd nice. kind okay. of curate uh, this experience for people at home. And this was done not not with the intention of making money or, or anything like that. This was done purely out of, you know, just uh, engaging customers, letting people know that we're there, sure. letting people know that we're not dead. We are still, you know, innovating. We're trying to like do things to keep people engaged. Right. Uh, these kind of secondary businesses wouldn't really, I mean, it's it's good for PR. I mean, it's good. It's, yeah. it's only good in that. Yeah. Uh, I don't think a business could, you know. In a sustainable, yeah. uh, sustainable. So, sort of to sum it up, what you're saying is
0: that all of these innovations are great, and uh, you know it's great for this current moment just to sort of you know make noise as a brand, just to let people know that hey, we're still here and we still care about you. We are still you know working and doing things for you. And in terms mm-hmm. of post-COVID and once things are back to normal, it can still happen, but not it it's can not still a, happen Yeah, it can still happen, but not with the intent of making money. That would be like literally a marketing yeah. budget that you're putting aside
1: as such. You know, exactly, yeah. exactly.
0: That's that's great. Yeah. That's that's, uh, that's quite a unique insight. You know, that's uh, that's amazing. Yeah. So now, Don, I actually want to talk to you about something that's uh, that's more akin to your brands uh, and you guys as a business, which would be nightlife, right? So, in your yeah. opinion, what do you think nightlife is going to look like in Bangalore once things you know are back to normal? Do you think that is going to be very different
1: from the past? Again, it's 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 a very uh, difficult question to answer because we don't know. I mean, I'm expecting things to be uh, completely fine. Say by 2021, March mm-hmm. 2021, I'm hoping things right will get better by then. Uh, if things are completely fine, I think I think there'd be a you know overflow of people. I, if you notice right what now. happened in when the bars open in UK, yeah. uh, all my friends in UK, you know what happened. There was a yeah, there yeah, was yeah, a waiting yeah, yeah. for seven or eight days. But having Sorry. said that, I mean, UK culture is very different. I mean, here you have your Shanti Sagas, your Udupi's, your everything. In UK, yeah. all you have is your bars. So yeah. I see uh, it, it taking a very good turn for FNB once things get back to normal. Uh, even nightlife, I think people will stay positive. Uh, I think they will get over this fear in probably about five to six or eight months because it's something you yeah. you you can't hide forever like people Absolutely. will get back to get back to normal yeah. in fact there are a lot of
0: sorry yeah in fact there are a lot of studies there was this uh, one doctor from uh some university Madre and he's like a very very deputed uh epidemiologist and he yeah. uh you know he was very much of the opinion that eventually the, the panic is going to go. away. In fact, today we are so 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 much less in terms of a panic mode as compared to, let's say, March and April, where yeah. the actual COVID numbers were itself low. And yeah. he says that it's a natural process that people will start to huddle automatically. And at that point of time, what happens is, you know, the human body, it builds up a herd immunity. So in a way, it's yeah. almost... It's almost to say that it is
1: important. It that, has to uh, go up. It has, it has to go to up. Go up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, it has to go up. So, I mean, that's great. That's It's good to know that, uh, you know, nightlife as such, will. it's it's taken a lull now, but it will come back and probably it'll come back in a much bigger fashion than ever before. You know, it's, uh, it's not a probably, short time.
1: You know, yeah, it's not a short time. I think this whole outbreak kind I of mean, started happening in Feb. We're almost yeah, about yeah. After seven months into it, right? Yeah. So it's almost going to be a long yeah they will it's, yeah, it's yeah. going to be it's on a, another 3 or 4 months it's going to be a year so people are going yeah, to get out yeah. that's insane yeah,
0: yeah yeah so do you have some sort of uh, prediction as to when this whole thing is going to blow over and when i say when this thing is going to blow over i'm obviously not talking about you know when there's going to be a vaccine and people are going to get better but uh, but the whole idea that uh, you know first of all general panic is done and secondly People are people are ready to congregate in uh, restaurants and pubs
1: and clubs and things like that.
0: Do you have some sort of prediction of this? Uh
1: just gut feeling?
0: Just a gut feeling,
1: yeah. I'd say December.
0: Oh that's fantastic. I'll probably be one
1: of the to December. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah what, I, mean, I think we have another four four months, right? Four four or five yeah. months. Yeah 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 i'm I mean, i'm hoping that... december and i'm hoping 2020 is just this really bad year that uh, you know that is going to pass us I and mean, i think december 31st is going to be a huge party in, all over the world
0: That's great. I, I hope that that actually happens you know but uh, but i mean again it's speculation only time will have to tell but then I think I can. I think we can both safely say that in terms of sentiment and what people want, people definitely want to go out. I mean, this is just this is common when even when I'm just talking to my friends and stuff. They're just so like, you know, they want to go out. They want to be able to dress up, get the hell out, and you know, meet others as well. Just in terms of what people want, I think you're absolutely, you know, uh, spot on. Um, So with regards, now we've spoken about hey, you know what, all of this is going to get better. It's going to happen, right? But then. The road to that is is quite a marathon. It's not a sprint, right? So, what what sort of challenges do you see, uh, you know, you as a as as uh, an entertainment business owner? What kind of challenges do you see in this marathon to back to <clears> the <throat> scene? Excuse me.
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 very 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 hard to say. But uh, I I really don't. I mean, it's it's just assumptions. You know? Yeah. Uh, we're just hoping that you know the cases. Like I said, it will it will go up and then eventually. I mean, seeing the trends, I think Europe is back to normal. Uh, UK yeah. is almost back to normal. Uh, I think India, given the population we have, is going to take a long, much longer time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd I'd say you know the the, the second lapse in cases. Um, we're seeing that. Luckily, the second wave weren't too strong in the countries which 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 yeah. which, which it hit. So mm-hmm. I think that's probably something which would uh, which would definitely affect my December plan. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully we don't have anything standing in our way. But it's again yeah, like right. I said, it's it's really really hard to say. And uh, as business owners, there has to be contingencies in place for everything. Sure. You no, know? like sure. I mean, now nothing nothing surprises me. Absolutely. Nothing is yeah. going to surprise me. I mean, it's, things might happen, things might not happen, but we'll have to be. Yeah, you know, keep everything in check.
0: I think I mean <clears throat> I can certainly resonate with you uh, on that notion, uh, wherein you know you just have to have these contingencies in place. Number one, and number two, you have to be sort of ready for everything, and and, and sort of know you just sort of uh, you you very naturally know that it is going to be such a challenge to get back to normalcy. But I think that strength is very yeah. important to have a strong spine, uh, and yeah. and and I mean I'm sure you would agree with me that. I think that one of the big challenges would be, uh, again, to, uh, you know, get the trust back, you know, like uh, for uh, uh, because this panic has just sort of erased trust uh, overall. I think that getting trust back at a very human level is, is going to be the biggest challenging thing, uh, irrespective of what kind of business it is. You know, For example, at my business, uh, for me to get the trust back of the team that works with me, knowing that, hey, you guys always have a place to come back to. You guys, there is a lot of work to do just livelihood and things like that. So yeah, I mean, um, a strong spine, contingencies in place. And of course, I mean, to draw on the most important point that we open the conversation with is to have a positive uh, okay. mindset and attitude uh, towards that, right? So uh, I, I think we're just about running out of time. So I'm just going to make this quick now. Sure. Uh, so there are. do you have any advice for someone who is yearning to start a restaurant? Probably they were all, they probably had a lot of plans pre-pandemic, yeah. they probably still have these plans to open up even the po- uh, post the pandemic. Any words
1: of advice? <clears throat> I'd say, uh, take this time to think over, uh, think over it. I don't suggest opening at, at a time which is, which is negative. Like, uh, I think 75% of a restaurant's success is owed to, you know, what a good start you have. Yeah. Uh, a few restaurants might be, uh, might, might have, uh, you know, might have some ex, uh, ex, uh, might be different, but 75% or 80% of them, I'd say, you know, is attributed to a start. So it doesn't make sense opening, uh, when the general morale is low. So yeah. I say, take your time, plan, you know, plan this out better f- for yourself and open when, you know, people, people are excited to get out. Absolutely.
0: That makes sense. That definitely makes yeah. sense. So for our viewers, if anybody, uh if anyone watching is uh, you know having the entrepreneurial bug in you to open up a restaurant uh there you have it that's some uh, word of advice from one of the top players in the industry i hope that helped uh and finally don just want to ask you there are definitely a lot of people watching who are your patrons themselves people who go to hangover uh, quite often i'm i'm one of your patrons as well right so never mind hangover but any sort of words uh you know uh, anything that you want to tell them as such
1: Like I said, it might be rainy now, but it's not going to rain forever. So just hang in there. Okay. Uh, we're coming back. I mean, there's a lot of things which we're planning for you guys. I mean, in terms of innovating, we're taking our time to really, you know, kind of elevate customer experiences when things come back. Uh, we have a lot more brands, a lot, ex- lot more exciting brands, which we are opening, which are definitely going to make a mark in 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 the city. So we're just waiting to welcome you guys again.
0: That's nice. I mean, that's that's great news for me itself, just uh, as your customer itself. So that's amazing. I'm pretty sure that uh, everyone who's yes. watching is very very happy to hear that. So Don, I just want to play a quick game with yes. you right, before we sign off. Uh, it's uh, considered like a rapid fire kind of round. We call it this or that. So I'll ask you two things, and you pick either you whether you do this or whether you do that. So so first one. Sure. Right. So would you want to halt business if it were up to you? Would you want to halt business entirely? or continue to run with
1: restrictions in place? Whole business. And open uh, once, everything is back to normal. Sure.
0: So let's let's assume that you had the option or rather you had, uh, you know, a, a restaurant that's that's proper food segment. Uh, what would you prefer? Liquor and food or just food?
1: Liquor and food. I mean, at least for my brands because most of them are really, or uh, all bars, like Hangover, Nevermind, Badmarsh a little more nightlife oriented so for me as as a brand liquor and food
0: great fantastic so would you want to invest now and open at a percentage of capacity or hold out uh, the storm and open once things settle down. I mean, I think you already answered that in question one itself. Man. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess that's that then, uh, you know, in terms of uh, everything that you, uh, you know, that we wanted to talk about. Uh, any sort of final words that you want to uh, tell the audience uh, before we sign off?
1: I think just what I said before. We just can't wait to welcome you guys again. That's fantastic. Uh, Bangalore is known to be positive by, and we love our city and Bangalore is going to be back to its vibrant self very, very soon. That's
0: great. That's great. All right, Don. I mean, on that note, first and foremost, thank you so much for uh, coming online and having this chat with me. Uh, I really appreciate it. I know that uh, you know uh, all of this time can be spent in doing things for your own business. but I, But for me personally, I think that knowledge sharing is so extremely important. Uh, especially because you know there is there's such a disparity in terms of uh, experience in the market and, and knowledge sharing is something that's uh, you know going to benefit the end user which is the consumer itself and like you said I think that putting uh, you know putting out that message of Bangalore being a beautiful vibrant city with beautiful vibrant people in it uh you know for people like us working on the back end it's so fantastic that you know we're able to talk openly about these things share the knowledge and hopefully people who are watching and listening is able to implement these things in their own ventures as well perfect thank you thanks so much Tom. Cheers. Uh, take care then yeah bye bye see you you. nice talking to you you too Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Um, uh, There was a fantastic conversation with Don Thomas. And I think to sum it up, first and foremost, as Don said, and I love this line, it's not going to rain forever. The storm will pass. Things will come back to normal. And uh, us being Bangaloreans, I think it's so important to, uh, you know, uh, acknowledge the DNA in us, which is positivity. We will stay positive do the things that we need to do to ensure that, uh, you know, we, we have the paintbrush on our hands down, right? So it's, it's up to us to paint the future at this point of time. And it starts with the mindset. So to sum it up, to have a fantastic mindset, to have a positive mindset, and I understand things may be hard, but then it will get better. And again, like Don said, and I want to sort of bring this to the forefront again, uh, for any business owner watching Yes, there was denial, and then there is depression, and and you know you're kind of sad about everything that's happening. But then there is acceptance, and at the time of acceptance, to be able to uh, you know implement and imbibe and infuse a lot of po- positivity in that is what is really going to make all of the difference for the for the future. Um, on that note, uh, I will take leave. Thank you everybody for watching. Uh, thanks for your patience in the beginning of the show. I knew we had a lot of uh, technical glitches for whoever stuck with us. You very much, I sincerely appreciate it. Uh, my name is Crystal Wilfred, I am one of the founders of Receptio. Please do check us out on social media. This is me signing off. Cheers! Good night, bye bye.